we did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. Hi, this is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicles, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Stories of the Supernatural. Wherever you find us, whether it's a video on YouTube or on your favorite podcast platform, please like and subscribe to us so that you can get notification of when a new show is released. You can also find us on major social media platforms where I give you a heads up about upcoming shows and which date and time they will be aired. If you go to MiamiGhostChronicles.com, you can find links to the shows, MP3 files which you can download, or links to your favorite platform like iTunes, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and all other major sources. You can find information for upcoming and past talk show appearances as well as new book projects at MarlenePardo.com. You can also purchase books and merchandise there. And you can visit my author page on Amazon at Marlene Pardo Pelliser. Due to popular demand, I'm narrating my true believer stories that I've collected throughout the years in a new series called Supernatural Storytime. You can find links at SupernaturalStoryTime.com. If you are into classic horror, ghosts, and adventure stories, I narrate some of those at Nightshade Diary. And you can find links at NightshadeDiary.com. If you would like to read noteworthy news about the paranormal world, true crime, conspiracy stories, and anything that is just plain weird, you can visit the Stranger Than Fiction Stories tab at MiamiGhostChronicles.com. I do want to thank you all for being part of my audience, and I think you are all wonderful. Hi everybody, this is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicles, Stories of the Supernatural. How is everybody doing today? Good, I hope. I am doing good myself here down in South Florida. Okay, and I know you're always, I always mention, yeah, working on my farm, uh, looking at the, the weather report when I wake up in the morning, like I tell everybody, not till you have a small micro farm do you realize just what the weather report really means to uh, people that are farming, even on a small scale like I'm doing, and um, yeah, and, uh, and I'm about to also, I know you guys, uh, I've mentioned before that the rescue dog that I got from last year had a puppy and then that puppy made different puppies on it because I didn't think that I was waiting to neuter him. And well, bottom line, I have six puppies, which now I'm in the process of getting good homes for. So yeah, I'm uh, vegetables, fruits, and chickens and puppies. Yep, that's what my life consists of right now. But anyway, guys, let me tell you a little bit about the guests that I have today. I'm very excited. Okay, and again, um, this usually is reserved for those who uh, work in the paranormal field and have good experience in that. Uh, usually, 
what I call paranormal investigators uh, who uh, who do it. You know, and and I've mentioned this before. You know, a lot of the things that we see on paranormal reality TVs. I know they call themselves paranormal investigators, but not really because they have a lot of people behind the scenes that do the hard work for them, the hard, the heavy lifting, and they come in for a few days and then they might catch stuff and they might not, and then away they go. And it's the, the people that sometimes go out there and are not well known. That's who I consider our real paranormal researchers of today. So uh, let me tell you a little bit about the lady that's here. Her name is Kat Ward. Now, Kat's had a passion for the paranormal since she was a child. And you know, that's one of my first questions. So we'll get into that later. Now, growing up, she had paranormal experiences that made her want to know more about what goes bump in the night. And you know, we've discussed this before that this is, this is where the fork in the road comes for a lot of people that have childhood experiences. Either they're intrigued by it or they run away from it. Uh, now, she joined her first paranormal investigative team over six years ago called Canadian Supernatural Research Society in located in Ontario, Canada. Now, she enjoys talking to people about the paranormal. And now she has her own podcast called Paranormal Heart, where uh, she speaks to people about their paranormal experiences. You can find her show on Podbean the last Sunday of every month. And of course, as you know, I'm going to have a link to it at the credits of the show. But anyway... It's a paranormalheart.podbean.com, and we'll repeat that information at the end of the show. But in the meantime, let me get her on. How are you doing today, Kat? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? Great. Fantastic. So, as I mentioned before, Ben, even though you gave us a clue right off the get-go when we talked about your your childhood, mm-hmm. obviously you, you'd had a, a childhood experience. What, what happened, Kat? What was that experience? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on here. I'm really, really excited to be no, here. Thank you. No, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Um, yeah, when I was um, between the ages of about 5 and 12 or 13, um, I grew up, I'm, I'm Canadian, I grew mm-hmm. up on the east coast of Canada in a province called New Brunswick. And the town that we lived in, uh, Dieppe, we lived in, my parents and I lived in a, a tall, a three-story apartment building. We lived on the top floor very very old building and like I said I was we lived there between the ages of 5 and 12 or 13 and that building was so old that in the basement there used to be a furnace it was a coal furnace that's how they used to wow. heat the building and yeah. then they they changed it over to electric heat you know several years later but that you know that gives you an indication of how old the building was okay. and the building was always a very creepy feeling uh, even my friends when they come over they'd say you know, this is a creepy house, you know, apartment. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know. And I always thought the creepiest part of the building was my bedroom. Of course, it had to be. Yeah. yeah. So as soon as you walk into the apartment, um, that section of the apartment building uh, had the living room and then my parents' room. And you'd move to the left, it would be the dining room, as well as the washroom and then the kitchen and then my room. So my room was way at the other end compared to where my parents' room was. I have no siblings, it's just myself and my parents. Okay. And like I said, always oh, creepy. And I had a big walk in closet. And I don't remember how old I was or how many times I've seen him, but I saw the hat man. You did? Mm hmm. Oh. But he was short. He was about four feet tall. Oh. And yeah, <laughs> scared the bejesus out of me. 
And I would scream for my parent. I'd say, there's a man in my closet, a man in my closet. And he'd be right. walking around my room like, like he was working or doing something. Just He never really paid attention to me, and I was okay. really thankful for that. I don't know if he knew I was there or what, but I would have those covers up, you know, right below my eyes. Just, you know, please don't see me. Don't make any sounds. Yes. And even now, my dad says... I remember you growing up in that apartment building, and you used to talk about the man in the in the closet. Now, <laughs> there's this one funny incident. I don't remember if it was day or night, but my father and I are standing in the walk-in closet, and he's trying to rest assured nothing's here. You're you're fine. It's you're dreaming. And he'd say, you know, kid, there's nothing here at night that isn't here in the daytime. Oh, me being me being me, I looked at him with big eyes and said, he's here in the daytime too. I was about to say that's not yeah. comforting. Kid. Yeah, yeah, uh, and he tells me today that you know I I kind of regret asking you that question. <laughs> it's supposed to help you, not scare you. And I was afraid of the daylight for the longest time, yeah. uh, you know, in my room in the daytime as well. So, um, but there was one night. Um, this only happened the one time. There was one time my arm was hurting, and I screamed for my parents, and of course they came running. And I said, my arm hurts. So they turned the light on and they looked at my arm and I had scratches on my arm. Now, I don't remember how many scratches are on there. I just remember there was a burning feeling on my arm, and, uh, on the forearm. And I don't know. Uh, it never happened again. Okay. So my parents, it got to the point where, you know, every night would be the, the same ritual. would look under the bed, would check the closet, nothing here. Um, but I would see him for many years. And... Even as an adult, like I never really spoke about him very much because the kids would always think that I was weird, you know, mm -hmm. the girl that likes ghosts. Um, well, now I'm still the girl that likes ghosts. <laughs> but um, I, ne I never really talked about it for, for the longest time. And one night I was listening to a podcast. Oh, I can't remember how many years ago now. I want to say five years ago. Okay. Uh, what was the name of the show? Um, Paratruth Radio. Okay. And the guests that they had on there, were t they were talking about a hat man. Now, I never really heard about this mm -hmm. in this this creature, specter, whatever you want to call it, before. Right. And he started describing it, and he says, it, it wasn't tall. He was short, four feet tall. And I thought, oh, someone yes. else has seen this thing. And I, now, now, this hat man was always, always haunted my memories, not to the point where I was afraid, but I always wondered, who is he, what is he, why was he there? you know, has anyone else seen him? So when I heard this encounter on, an, on another paranormal talk show, I thought, oh, wow. So I messaged the host of the show and said, hey, I've also encountered the hat man. So he says, I'm going to send you a link. So he sends me this link uh, to a YouTube uh, channel. Okay. And this man, he ha also had an encounter as a boy. He tried to reenact what the hat man looked like from what he remembered as a boy. That video scared the crap out of me because I said wow. to myself, oh, my God, that's exactly what I saw. I can send you the link if, if I can find the, the footage. That would be great. I would love to see just, that. Oh, yeah, it just terrified me for, you know, just all those childhood memories and feelings well, you know came what? back. Well, you know what? And it's surprising because a lot of people, like you said, they're kind of isolated thinking mm -hmm. that they're the only ones that have had this experience. Right. And it's good to know somebody else had it, but at the same time, it's like reinforces almost, for lack of a better word, the reality mm -hmm. of your experience. Like, oh my God, I can't, this is not even imagination. This is something yeah. that really happened to me. 
Now, uh, I've uh, looked a little bit into the, the hat man, and apparently he's usually very tall and, and skinny. Yeah. Mine was was short, and apparently there there were uh, encounters with the shorter version as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not as much as the tall one. And I spoke to a psychic medium a few years ago, and I said, hey, I used to see this thing when I was a kid, described it to her, and I said, what do you think it was? And she said, he was there to protect you. And I'm like, protect me? So then I started thinking, that time that I was scratched, I wonder if he was there, like, because it only happened the one time. Because at first I thought maybe it was him that did it. But now that I think back, it's like perhaps he was there to, to protect me. And well, that's what well, he was doing. What kind He'd of hat was he wearing, Kat? What, what kind it was of hat? The, the, the big brimmed hat. I can't remember what they're called. Not oh. a top hat. And the reason why no, you ask is hat. that I know everybody's got, I've heard people saying they've heard like, seen like cowboy hats. They've, <laughs> other people have heard, you know, like the top hat. Other people like the hooded, you know, the like the hooded figure. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, I wonder, since you said that building was so old, is it possible that your room being apart could have at some point maybe been like a servant's room thing or something like that? Because the, the building, it's at three stories, and each story had an apartment, so there's mm-hmm. three families. So it wasn't a very big apartment building complex. It was just, right. you know, three uh, three uh, families living in the in the building. Okay. So I don't know. You know, it's that's possible. why I'm, I'm thinking, you know, usually, is when you mentioned that thing about it being, you know, uh, really old, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes, you know, they... You know, in other words, the layout, the original layout, as far as who was using it is not who you expect. <clears throat> Excuse mm-hmm. me. But that's really interesting. And how long did you see him? How Was there a point that oh. he just stopped appearing or you guys moved out? He stopped when we moved out. Wow. Yeah. I never saw him again, um, thankfully. And the apartment building's not there anymore. And now I live in Ontario in Canada. Okay. Um, and I always wanted to be able to go back. And, and potentially ask anyone else who's lived in the building, hey, because there was another family after we moved out that lived there. Okay. And, and then they tore it down. But I always wondered, did they encounter anything as well? Wouldn't you love to be able to speak to those oh, people? I would. I'd like to know more of the history of the building. I've been trying to find out over the years, and I just can't find anything. I might have to actually go home sometime and go to the local library and, and ask if there's any any information on it. Yeah, because if they had that furnace all the way in the basement, yeah, like you mm-hmm. said, it sounds like it was a pretty old building, or you yeah, know, as far as the original. And was it an, always an apartment building, or was it, you know, how they would take houses and then yeah. divvy them up to make apartments, mm-hmm. or, or was had it always been an apartment building, or you don't know at this point? I don't know. Okay. I'm assuming it was always an apartment building, but I don't know. Right, and you know what I'm talking about? How some of these really big houses, mm-hmm. at some point, they just make them into apartments because. You know, somebody's trying to make a lot of money out of, you know, instead yeah. of renting a big yeah. house. So mm-hmm. here you are, you move away, you don't see him anymore. No. Nope. What happened? Any other encounters? Yeah, still living in the, the same town. Uh, I was a teenager, and um, there's this uh, place in the Moncton area um, called Rebecca's Grave. And, you know, all teenagers go there, okay. you know. In carloads, some of them drink, you know, every, right. every, pretty much every location has yeah. a spot like that. Yes. So when we heard about this, we got a bunch of friends. I think we had like two carloads. Now, the, the backstory on Rebecca was she was a witch, her and her mother. Okay. And when they died, they buried her and put concrete on top of their graves to make sure that they can't come back. So we had to go check this out. And then we heard there was cabin because it, it was... Um, 
a wooded area be if quite a few way uh, sorry quite a few feet away from the actual grave there was nobody else buried there it wasn't like a big cemetery or anything it was just these two and they say that their their old cabin was still in the woods abandoned obviously so a bunch of us you know two carloads we go up we have to check it out sure enough there's the concrete there's the graves wow and um the it was kind of a winding road and all of a sudden this man appears out of nowhere in this truck it says you kids better get out of here now of course we because <laughs> we didn't yes. hear anything but right. you know who knows it just and it, he just disappeared like he he drove off, drove off and all of a sudden he's gone so of course we're like let's get the heck out of here yeah. but i guess this is the first time that i actually investigated because i went to the library when, back when we had microfish Yes. And I actually did a little bit of digging to find out about Rebecca. And I found out her name was Rebecca Ann Lutz. And um, I don't remember anything else. But I remember as a teenager going and, you know, I did did a little bit of research, went back to the site with friends again. A uh, friend found the cabin in the woods. I didn't want to go in the woods. <laughs> yeah, you're like. But, um, I, I, but I guess technically that was the first time that I investigated. But that was back. I'm 52 now. So that's back before anybody really knew about paranormal investigating. Right, right. And, you know, and, and in my experience, the research, it's almost like, you know, you want to know the truth. And sometimes you realize, especially those type of, let, you know, like urban <laughs> myths kind of thing where all the yeah. kids go to. When you start doing the research, sometimes it goes nowhere. Yeah. And then every once well, in a now, while you find that. That's, <clears throat> that's great. There was actually a person by yeah. that name. Now, the, there's been um, um, a band. Uh, in Moncton named Rebecca Lutz or no Rebecca's grave okay. and there's a, a man from my hometown as well who did a little documentary on Rebecca's grave I've never seen it but I'd love to see it I guess he had it in the local theaters for a while and uh, for for a longest time that's the only way you could watch it was being mm -hmm. at the theater but I think it's been released someplace and I've been trying really? to find it but it would be interesting to see sure absolutely because like I said very seldomly you know sometimes you'll find something along those lines but very mm -hmm. seldomly do you actually realize that was a real person that did live there by that name and that is the right name yep and yeah. uh that's that's fascinating i love research i love research uh and sometimes i myself sometimes of doing research have come across darker stories than the actual story that's being told Mm -hmm. You know, like it gets a little bit watered down, like, you know how they say lost in translation. And then when you do yeah. research into history or you find darker stuff has gone on there and you're like, wow, no wonder this area has maybe got a reputation for being mm -hmm. haunted or for people seeing things. It's because X, Y, Z took place, you know, either on the land, that part of the land or some structure mm -hmm. that was not there any longer. And so here you are. You're right. That's that's your first investigation. So. At what point did you did you think, okay, you know what, it's fun to go and maybe like go someplace, but I want to do the actual uh, investigative part of paranormal work? Well, um, when I was in my 20s, the um, local university was going to be have, offering a course on parapsychology. Oh, wow. And of course, I jumped on it. <laughs> yeah. I signed up, you know, paid my money. And then a little while later, I get a check in the mail saying, thank you, they didn't have enough people. So they oh, had to cancel wow. it. There was only three people that signed up. They needed 12. I was oh. so disappointed. I was I never say got... how disappointing. 
I think if it would have been today, they would they would have had to have more than one class because yes. so many people are into the paranormal now, and it's yes. not taboo as much as it used to be. Right, right. Yeah, back then, it was. You're absolutely right. Uh, back then, there would I, I, even I think even if there's people that would have been interested, they would have felt funny. Like yeah, uh, no, I, no, I won't go because you know, I'll get weird looks. Like or yeah, people yeah. like they had a little more more stigma in the sense of. Uh, I don't want to be considered the kook, you know, whatever. Yeah. My friends made fun of me and I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is cool. Come on, guys. <laughs> right. Well, well, you know what? And uh, I have found that a lot of, I'm not all the time, but a lot of the people is sometimes like are very dismissive. It's because they're almost afraid of being proved wrong. Because mm -hmm. then where do they go with that? You know, it's like, yeah. okay. Um, or they've had some experience. And like I said, they run in the other direction. They're like, I'm going to pretend that was my imagination and mm -hmm. everything having to do with the paranormal is made up or people just, uh, you know, their imagination going wild because they're afraid. They're actually afraid of mm -hmm. admitting that they had a true paranormal experience, even if it was just once. Sometimes that's all it takes, especially if it was very intense. Yeah. And your mind's got to try and come up with a reasonable explanation as to what you just saw, what you just experienced. And uh, that's just that's just normal. And um, did you, afterwards, did you ever either go someplace or have any other experiences having to do with any type of paranormal event? Yeah, when I was pregnant with my, my, with my oldest, I have two kids um, mm -hmm. back in New Brunswick, but we're living in a different town. And We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row. Proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network. Verizon. Best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined. Not specific to 5G networks. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. My husband and I was pregnant. We go to this uh, museum, and so I go into this one room. It was called the shadow room where they had dark curtains and lights, and you could just play around with shadows, right? So I walk in, and my husband, and I just stop. Like, there's a wall stopping me from going in. So my husband says, what are you doing? Come in. I'm like, I'm trying, but I can't. He goes, what do you mean you can't? I said, I just, it's like something is stopping me from going in. I can't go in. He goes, well, it's really cool in here. I'm like, yeah, but I, I, I can't. So then, of course, being pregnant, I need to use the washroom. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, I'll be right back. Got to go to the washroom. As soon as I walked in, closed the door, and I felt this sorrow like I've never felt in my entire life. I felt like everything was lost. You know, there's no hope. Wow. So then I come out, and then I'm fine. And my husband looks at me. He could see the look on my face. He goes, what's wrong? And, and I explained to him what happened. And he smiles. I'm like, what the heck are you smiling? I goes, turn around. I turn around, and the uh, two washrooms met the, for the men and the women um, they, there was bars. It used to be an old jail. 
So they had converted two of the jail cells into washrooms. And I didn't know this. I thought it was just an old museum, right? But no, it used to be an old jail. And that shadow room was the the, uh, warden's office, I found out after. And I tried messaging the, the museum and told them my experiences and to find out if anybody else had experienced anything. And I never got anything back. I was really oh. disappointed over that, but no, the feeling, oh, yeah. And, and it's, but, and, yeah, that that's incredible. Yeah, as soon as I walked out, it, I was fine. And then uh, once we had uh, our daughter, we went back to the museum, because it was a pretty cool museum. They had uh, um, just, bunch, it was a like a science museum. So uh, we went back, and I said, okay, you go into that shadow room with our daughter. I'm going to stay behind, because I don't want her feeling anything off of me. I want to see if she's going to react to it. So he's got her on, on his shoulders, and he walks in, and she's kind of fidgeting and squirming and making noises, you know, but the closer she, he gets to that room, then he backs off, and she's fine. So um, obviously she was picking up on something as well. Yes. Yes. Wow. Well, it, you know, and even if it wasn't an act of haunting, which even just a residual, but that is <laughs> so appropriate as far as the kind of feeling that whoever was there would have felt. Yeah. And... uh same thing with the warden's office. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes, you know, I imagine going to see the warden must have been like, it, I imagine maybe it wasn't the best thing or... <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah. It was, uh, it could have been a mixed bag depending, I guess, on what type of person was running the place. Mm-hmm. But absolutely. Yeah, no, I've been to some prisons, which obviously, you know, afterwards they've been, you know, they're already closed down and... Let me tell you, the feeling that you get off of certain areas or certain cells, mm-hmm. it's very, you, you can almost feel it. You know, like when you step into a room that's got a different temperature, whether it's hot or cold, that you physically feel mm-hmm. a different feel. Yep. I've had that experience and it's like, wow. And then, you know, you look around, it's like, do I have a vent blowing on me? No. Uh <laughs> What is it? You know, and I've even had the experience where a strange, the, the lighting goes dimmer, even though mm-hmm. there's no lighting difference, in other words. Yeah. But there's a, the light almost like dims down a little bit. And um, that that people don't realize how human emotion can like weave itself into the fabric. Well, not, you know, actually, but the metaphysical fabric. Mm-hmm. of a place especially like like if you think about a prisoner cell where you're in there so many hours and all you've got is time to think mm-hmm. and feel and yeah it's almost like the intense emotions were recorded into the walls and the floors and you know yes yes absolutely and uh so at some point it sounds what you you finally decided <clears throat> to go in and join a paranormal team or how did you find yourself doing that yeah, well, we, uh, we moved to the Ottawa Valley in Ontario, and I had a friend on Facebook message me and said, hey, there's this woman that I just saw post um, saying that she wants to start a paranormal team, and she's looking for people to, to join the team, and they're going to have a meet and greet you know, at the local coffee shop. She's, and I know you're into that, so why don't you give her a shout? So I said, sure, what's her name? She says, her name's Katie Turner. It's like, okay. So I messaged her, and I said, hey, you know, message I said I'm interested in joining so we had a big meet and greet uh, my husband's like 
are you kidding me? You're going to go meet them? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, what if they're a bunch of wing nuts? I'm like, well, then I'll say thank you very much for the coffee. Yeah. It's nice to meet you. You know, I'll and I'll leave. He says, okay, fair enough. So um, met them. They were a bunch of wing nuts, but I like them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Harmless ones. Harmless ones, you know. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so uh, joined the team and, um, yeah, just the first uh, investigation we did, it was really interesting because it was an elderly gentleman. And I think it was 94, 92, something like that. And apparently his house was um, was haunted. And so one of the team members knew him. So we thought, well, we're going to cut our teeth, you know, mm-hmm. and go do this investigation. Uh, Katie's investigated before, and I don't think anybody else has really done any of it before. Okay. So... Katie and I are in the main bedroom. The rest of the team's in the spare one of the spare bedrooms right next to it. And of course, we start off. If there's anybody here, please knock on. Please give me some knocks. So we hear the knocks, and of course, it's like, oh my God, this is really exciting. Uh-huh. So then I started thinking, it's like, well, the knocks came from over there, and the team is over there at the opposite end of the room. So it wasn't one of the team members messing around with us. Right. So then we said, could you knock? I can't remember the net and maybe four times and we get four knocks and we thought oh my this is amazing so of course my first time out of the gate to be able to get something like that some people might think that's minuscule but to me that was the most amazing thing yeah no 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 that is that's that that, well it's sign of an intelligent haunting yeah yeah yes so So that was and did you guys ever find uh, did he have any suspicions as homeowners as to who it was or I don't remember you know, um, and that's unusual. Yeah. Usually, old older people there at that point they don't really care. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, whatever. It's yeah. Haunted. Yeah. In other words, they're like, mm. unless but he. Knows. I'm sorry. Go he ahead. was there with. The, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. You were saying oh. that he was there. What? Oh, he was there with us uh, with his little walker, and we gave him a little EMF detector, and we made him an honorary, <laughs> mem- you know, member of the team. And he he was loving this, you know. He walked walked through the house and. Yeah, it was, it was pretty neat. And what did he just, did you, do you remember at all what, what was going on that he had decided at that point that he needed to get a paranormal team in there? I don't really remember. Okay, but this was, you, in other but for you, I guess, even though it sounds like you were really into the paranormal and you had had some experiences, this was the first time of actually, how can I say, an intelligent haunting, it like interacted. It wasn't yeah. like, okay. It wasn't just not a creepy feeling, which if I really get down to it, I could say, well, it's my imagination. Mm-hmm. This actually responded to questions. Yeah, it was pretty fascinating. Wow. And then I was hooked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that usually will draw you in. Because yeah. I, I tell a lot of people, I say, you know what? Some people join these paranormal teams thinking that they're going to have a replay of what they see on TV. Yeah. And then they go to these really boring things that nothing happens. Either one, because there's nothing there. Or two, because it's just not an on-demand thing, the supernatural. And they're like, uh, man, I feel like going to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, investigating is... Kind of like on TV, but not really, because on the episodes, you know, every episode they get so much evidence, and it's not like that. Most of the time, you're sitting in a dark room talking to yourself, waiting for something to happen, you know. Yeah, you're talking to thin air, or, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or you're hoping it's not, but yeah, it's like, uh, or it takes more time, it's much Mm -hmm. more subtle sometimes, I want to say also, uh, 
depending on you know what what you know if some if it's intelligent if it's residual sometimes if it's residual sometimes it'll happen and then it'll disappear for months and then come back it's mm-hmm. it's really weird but yeah no i've heard of a lot of people that go all uh enthusiastic into paranormal hunting and then they you know they it, get disappointed it fades. it's fades. Yeah. yeah and you don't have to investigate just at night oh, of course not Absolutely a lot not. of people think you have to, but no, it, it's, there's chances are it's there during the daytime. Yes. I firmly believe the reason why we investigate at night is because it's generally quieter, so mm-hmm. you can hear better. Yes. Uh, but if someone says the majority of the activity happens during the daytime, we're going to go in the daytime. Sure. And, and, you know, at the same time that they've, if it happens every day at two in the mm-hmm. afternoon, we're going to be there for two in the afternoon. Well, I tell everybody, you know, and exactly what you said before, you know, because everybody thinks the spooky, the the nighttime. And I say, you know what? Absolutely. Yes. Like, you know, of course, everything's quiet outside and Mm -hmm. inside. But I go, you think about it. Most humans were active during the daytime. Mm -hmm. And if this entity is following some type of routine that they used to in life, then (laughs) there are certain times when you're more apt to possibly capture something whether it's mornings afternoons in the evenings maybe when people would be coming back into their homes if you know if it's one of these entities that's stuck on this loop of reliving or redoing what they would do Mm -hmm. absolutely the daytime hours is when you're more apt to capture if not an actual visual apparition at least noises Mm -hmm. uh, of things going on sometimes it's more difficult i guess you know like you said if you've got other noise that you could say well Let's say if you're trying to capture something and you and you can't because it's con- con- contaminated from outside noises. But yeah, yeah, I agree with you. People don't realize uh, most people were active during the daytime overall mm-hmm. for everything, yeah. whether it was work. Um, you know, even even if let's say the entity happened to have been a housewife. By this, I mean somebody that stayed at home. There was usually high points in the morning. Maybe in the evening when the family would be coming home and mm-hmm. activity was going on. Uh, I mean, it, it, a lot of it also depends on the background of where you're at or what's, you know, if you know any history at all. Yeah. Um, and so what, like you said, here you are, you're hooked. So what happened after that? You decided to, okay, I'm, I'm ready now. Did you Did you ever go into any investigation that you felt, okay, I'm out of my depth on this? No, not really. Uh, there was one investigation we did. It was at a local business, and um, we're just setting up. Um, mm-hmm. I, it was my job to set up the camera, so I had the the cables in my hand. I'm getting ready, you know, to to put the cameras in various rooms. And all of a sudden, I stopped, and I felt like something was trying to go through me. And Katie comes up to me, and she's a psychic medium. Mm-hmm. She comes up to me. She goes, "Are you okay?" Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at her wide-eyed, and she sounded like she was way at the other end of the hall. Okay. And I shook my head, no. And she says, something tried to go through you. And I shook my head, yes. She goes, I like to carry selenite crystals on me for protection. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even put them on yet, in my pockets yet, because I was still setting up. She says, you need to get your crystals. You need to get them now. So yeah. I dropped the cables right there, and I booked it for my case. And normally, I just keep one piece on me. Yeah. I had three pieces in my case, and I just, I shoved the suckers in my pockets, all three yes. pieces. Yeah, and then I just walked around, and I'm praying to ancestors, and 
and you know to God and everything's like please mm-hmm. whatever that was uh, keep them away from me and right. and I'm envisioning white light pushing out and I'm saying out loud you know you are not welcome to touch me or to 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 take me over to communicate we have these devices to communicate with you you are not to touch me or any of the team members you know so when it came time to go down in the basement that's where they, were, they decided to start the investigation I opted to stay behind and look at the the um, the TV cameras, the um, right. screens while they were down there. And they said, oh, Kat, are you afraid? I'm like, it was an old um, dirt floor basement. So I said, okay. no, there's spiders down there and I don't want to go down. Yeah, it's practical. <laughs> so I just did, yeah, and, and, and I, I needed to use every ounce of my will to keep whatever away that, whatever that was away from me. So I just didn't find it was appropriate for me to go downstairs at the time. I just needed to collect myself and, you know, just watch the monitors. Um, so, yeah, at the end of the investigation on the way home, Katie says, where did you go? And I said, I don't know. I felt like I was being pushed someplace. And you mm-hmm. were when you were talking to me, I could hardly hear you. You you, you sounded like you're way at the other end of the hall. So yeah. she says, yeah, something tried to take you over. I'm like, oh, yes. yeah, and that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, no. They, nope. <laughs> and probably whoever that was was like before she, in, in other words almost like you were distracted because you, yeah. you know here you are you're setting up so it was like an easy mark mm-hmm. uh no the reason why i asked you if you know if i had experiences myself on some investigations not all the time but sometimes um some cases there's something more intelligent or malevolent for lack of a better mm-hmm. word and sometimes a homeowners kind of fudge a little bit on how extreme yep. stuff is and almost for lack of a better word the investigators get ambushed in the sense that they're prepared but not really prepared Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they're like what is this and it's almost like the homeowner was afraid of being too truthful about what was going on Mm -hmm. because they're thinking nobody's going to want to come out here and lend us a hand because you know it's intense Mm -hmm. so and then of course here's uh this uh these these poor team members who you know, I, I tell everybody, you know, sometimes, you know, I, first of all, really dark, uh, in my experience, really dark events. It's rare. It's not that common as people think. No, it's no not. everyone thinks there's demons in every oh, corner no, no, no. and, like, yeah, it, you yeah, know, okay. your house is a portal to hell, but it's not true. Right, exactly. And um, I, it's to me, it's like, okay, yeah. And unfortunately, I'm going to blame reality TV on that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I go, you know, especially for... Some of us that have been alive a little bit longer. Mm. Uh, I remember back in 73 when the exorcist came up, people were like pulling their mm. hair out. You yep. know, everybody was like, oh my God. You know, <laughs> yep. and that was just, you know, but now everybody's like, ah, all right, because we, it's tame. They, it's tame. Well, you know, now everything, like you said, is a D word demon or, you know, yeah. possessed and all that. But yeah, in reality, it, first of all, it's very dark, but it's very rare, you know. Um, but every once in a while, uh, and I tell everybody, you know, everybody, of course, equates uh, dark hauntings with demons. And I go, sometimes you will have an intelligent haunting that was a human being who was mm-hmm. a bad person when they were alive. They were just yeah. dark. And if they're bad in the living, they're going to be right. bad when, when they cross over. I go, haven't you ever met a person, you know, a live person that just gave you the wrong vibes? Like, man, mm-hmm. I don't like this person. I want to get away from them. Well, it's the same experience sometimes when you encounter an entity, a ghost of somebody that was like that in life, where you're thinking, I want to look for the nearest exit. I want to get out of here. Something is really off. Mm-hmm. 
and it's not necessarily a, a non-human entity. It's just that your inner, you know, you're just getting that thing of, I want to get away from whatever this person is, even though I can't see them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Some... I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, no, no. That, that, that doesn't necessarily <laughs> have to be a non-human entity. Unfortunately, you know, yeah. people always equate with bad feelings. Yep. No, I was going to say that sometimes, too, if even if they were friendly yeah. and they're trying to communicate with whoever's, I'm going to use a, a home. If they're trying to communicate with whoever's living in the home and that individual just is not aware that they're there, that entity's got to get really frustrated and say, yes. come on, you know, I'm here. And, you know, sometimes if something gets thrown or if you get poked, uh, it's not necessarily malevolent. It's just like they're so frustrated and they're yes. trying to, to get your attention. Right, exactly. And I t tell them, I say, think about, you know, you as a regular life person, what happens when either you're ignored or when you start getting mm -hmm. frustrated or desperate, you start getting upset, you start getting mad yeah. and you're like, okay, what do I need to do to up the ante so somebody pays attention? Mm -hmm. Or in some cases, if you've got one of these ghosts who uh, is claiming the space, you know, what mm -hmm. they want to do is kick your butt out the front door. Because yep. as far as they're concerned, this is their house, their space. Who are you guys? You're strangers. Get out. Uh, and they lost the part of that. You don't you don't have a human body, so you don't need a house. They just have that ownership thing, especially mm -hmm. if they live there for a really long time. Um they all they're trying desperately is to just make you leave just like i said like it like if a stranger comes into the your front door and you're like what get out you yeah know? yeah same thing exactly same thing same thing totally yeah. agree uh, i always tell people when they investigate to always have respect yes don't do like a, a lot of these shows where they're trying to provoke uh, and i use the example let's say you're sitting in your living room and someone walks in and says hey what are you doing? Do you know you live here? You know, you're, of course you're going to fight back. Yes. But if you walk in and say, hey, my name's Kat, you know, can I talk? To, I've come here to talk to you. You're going to get a whole different yes. reaction. Yes, yes, exactly. Plus, I also think, I, I, I mean, I'm not into either provoking or confrontation, period, no matter what. Mm -hmm. But especially when you really don't know what you're dealing with. Yeah. Because sometimes you have to... In other words, you could make a bad situation worse. Yes. And if you do that confrontation and you leave, because of course you're only going to be there X amount of hours, then the family mm -hmm. or the person that's left there They're living gonna pay there, for it. oh mm -hmm. boy, do they pay for it. Yeah. And I mean, I've been doing this for many, many years and it's <clears> not the first time that a couple of hours of leaving, uh, they make a phone call saying, this place is going, it's like, they're like ready to go and sleep in a motel mm -hmm. because things have just ramped up tremendously. Uh, and it's usually because somebody inexperienced, you know, was, wanted to get some type of reaction, something to happen or mm -hmm. whatever. And they, they, they did that confrontation or that provo pro And it's like, that's a bad idea, especially if you don't know exactly what you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've also heard of. Uh, I used to. Uh, I used to kind of make. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. You, you were saying that you used to what? Uh. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the sixteenth time in a row. 
proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. Oh, no, I, I used to make fun because you're seeing more and more people giving courses on how to investigate. Right. And I kind of, in the beginning, I used to kind of make fun of those, thinking, really, are you kidding me? But now that I think of it, it's a really good idea because if you want to get into investigating, why not learn how to do it the proper way? Yes, I agree. Teach you about the equipment that that's used, you know? Yes. I, I, I. I, th I think also an area that sometimes is overlooked is being professional when you're going into somebody's house. Yes. You know, where, <laughs> you know, not all the time, but chances are they don't know you, you don't know them. And it could go both ways. Um, making them feel at ease or also looking as far as the safety of the team as well. You know, there's, mm -hmm. there's an area there, you know, when you finally get there where... You know, it's kind of, you know, where people are judging, you know, how, how truthful are they? Uh, how, what kind of vibes you give? Like, are you competent? Are you sympathetic? Are you going to be mm -hmm. helpful? Uh, and then there's times I, I, I've told, I've, you know, I, there have been times not that often where if you feel unsafe as a team, you know, as a team overall, depending, I don't know, what, however many people then you can beg out and actually leave. And when I mean safe, I'm not talking in a supernatural sense. I'm thinking that you get you go someplace where the people or the setting makes you very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking, I feel I fear for my safety. Like something here is not right. Yeah. You know, sometimes in courses like that, you have to consider that as well. It's not strictly just the, uh, the supernatural aspect of an investigation. It's the reality, the practicality. Of what's involved yeah uh, we we always bring a, a indoor shoes when we're investigating so mm -hmm. we can switch out our shoes because you don't know what kind of situation you're going to be walking into for a home we've been in some homes that are spotless and we've been in some homes it's like you yeah I don't want to take my shoes off oh, God, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and we're not judging we're there to try and help the people but it's like we always say bring indoor shoes like even if it's Crocs or something you know yes just something that has not been worn outside Yes, yes, I, I totally agree. I've been to places where, uh, you know, it's like I'm not sitting there or there or there uh, because uh, from what I'm seeing around, I just have a feeling there's even, I have a feeling even though I can't really see it, there's something, yeah, something's yeah. on that, ugh, like, yeah. yeah. Have yeah. a seat. No, I'm, I'm good. I'll stand there exactly. I've been sitting all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, and uh, people don't realize that, 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 that stuff that you that you know you, we laugh about it but people don't realize that that can really happen yeah. when you go to an investigation that you come across stuff where you're like uh okay you know I, i'm here thinking of 
how am I going to investigate the claims that these people have? But right now, really, what I'm worried about is <laughs> what, you know, something just crunched under my foot. <laughs> was yeah. that a bug? Was that you know, uh, stuff like that? What was that? What was that exactly? <laughs> yeah, it's ghosts like, don't normally crunch. Crunch exactly. Like, oh, uh, <laughs> yes. And, and, and people don't realize that there's. Um, and and by the way, and I tell people that this those, those type of scenarios is a lot of times what builds uh, a good relationship among team members that gel because yeah. everybody yeah. kind of looks at one another like, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> And it's almost like comic relief later on. Yeah. But it happens. People don't realize it really does happen where you go to places that are either really old or the people are not the best housekeepers mm-hmm. or it's just uh, it's just like uh, things that that make you feel like, God, I want to investigate, but ugh. Yeah. <laughs> go in with a hazmat suit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it, and um, yeah, and I've and I've had experiences again, not that often, but sometimes you will go to some places where if there's some type of mental illness going on that's contributing mm-hmm. to what they're claiming, you realize when you get there that 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 pro- person has a problem, and you know the way their house is, and a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, you know, okay, there's something up. Uh, Okay, mm, there's a problem here. That's that's not the supernatural the that I have to worry about here or investigating yep. it. It's like, yeah, it's 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 people don't realize when you go into strangers' homes. Exactly, nine times out of ten, people are just normal and they've got something going on and mm-hmm. they're trying to figure it out. But every once in a while, you do run across situations that you're like, uh, I was I wasn't prepared for this or. You know, sometimes, and I don't know if the team that you belong to can do like a pre-interview with... Yes, we do. Right. You know, and sometimes pre-interviews don't really give you a good heads up until you get there. Yeah. Well, we usually, um, with a pre-interview, some of the questions that we ask are, you know, uh, are you on any medications, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Have you had any unusual stress? You know, is there anything in, in the on the property that could harm the team members or yes. people living in the home you know it's questions that you have to ask sure sure yes and and then this is the thing nowadays unless you're a very i want to say unprofessional those people they're good they're gonna have to answer those questions to just about any paranormal team mm-hmm. that they call in for help yep you know and um yeah and i mean and sometimes, and that's another giveaway that I, I, I don't know if you've run across this situation. I say, um, one of the questions is usually, have you had anybody else come into the house to do an mm-hmm. investigation? Yeah, we do. And you, if you start getting an answer along the lines of several investigations, you have to ask yourself, okay, what's going on there? Because, mm-hmm. okay, not every team that's gone out there is going to be a bad team, in other words. Yeah. I kind of look at it as if if the client has had other teams in before. Maybe they didn't get the results that they were hoping for, yes. and they're going to call in another team in hopes that they're going to say, yes, yes, it's demons. Yes, it's demons, <laughs> or it's dark, or it's this, or it's that. Yeah. Or, or, or for all you know, they could have gotten more than one result as in, no, there's nothing here. You know, we can't, you know, we don't, mm-hmm. we, uh, or... Hey, I think you've got a broken uh, something. You know, it might be an, uh, anything but supernatural. In other words, 
and sometimes yeah high emf high emf from uh you know an old lamp or something yeah Yeah. bad wiring yeah i mean it could you i you know people don't realize i mean you could start all the way from your electric box out to Mm -hmm. i mean emf high emfs can cause a lot of very unusual but really bad symptoms that people that are experiencing a haunting depends it, every person is different it depends on the level of emfs and etc mm-hmm. but absolutely but yeah a lot of times people don't want to hear that or they'll think no 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 i know and it's like yeah all right you know emfs yeah. affect your brain yeah but there's that, a there's infrasound as well that can have yes. really nasty uh, nasty effects on the human body yes 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 and uh let me ask you and, and sometimes it's, you know i tell everybody you know even though with a pre-interview you know usually and I would handle a lot of those. Uh, but there was a point that, you know, you kind of talk sometimes to each member that's had an experience. I would tell them the, your best bet is to go away out of true earshot mm-hmm. from the rest of the family. Because yeah. you'd be surprised sometimes what people will confess to when they really think nobody can overhear them, including other family members, husband, wives, mm-hmm. you know, where they'll kind of like either retell like either one, they've been having this experience long before they came maybe to that property mm-hmm. uh in other words there it's almost like wait a minute so here you know be and i tell them you know be truthful if you want help you got to be truthful and yeah. you find out you know maybe this is not a case of a haunted house this is a case of a haunted you yes <laughs> something you brought you you're bringing something with you exactly exactly and it's intent too. Like we mm-hmm. we've been to investigations before, where because we always ask the client afterwards, what do you want us to do? Like if we yes. find, do you want us to smudge? Um, you know, put holy water in the corners. You know, what do you want us to do? And most of the time, they're like, we want it gone. Even if it's grandma, we want it gone. Right. It's like okay, fair enough. And a lot of times after we do the cleansing, right, we'll get a a message saying, I need you to come back. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of times it's because that. One of the individuals that who live in the house, their intent is like they want it to be there, so they're bringing it back, and we have to tell them no. Like especially if you have children, we've had an instance before where it's like, okay, you have children, you have to own this. And I and I told one lady one time, I said, you need to use your mom voice and say, this is my house. Yeah. You will leave my family alone. You get out. And um, yeah. And he, so yes, people sometimes I don't know why they have such a hard time like. <clears throat> Uh, being authoritative, I mm-hmm. said, and I tell them if right now somebody walked into the front, you know, front door of your house and just came in, what would you do? Would yeah. you tell them, oh please, can you leave now? You tell them, get the hell out of my house. I go, <laughs> you need to take ownership of your space, just the same way, mm-hmm. um, and and tell whoever whatever to get out. You know, yep. you know that that that. The typical uh, thing that they have in all scary movies about get out. Well, it's your yeah, turn. It's the it's other true. way around. You're telling them get out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you have the power, and it only works if you believe. Yes, and I find that um, a lot of people, for some reason, have a hard time with that. And 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 another part of it, exactly like what you said before, that after you smudge or whatever you've done for them, mm-hmm. you know, they'll call you and you know and. And uh, usually what I tell them is, you've got to really want it. Yeah. You know, in other words, let's say the team or whoever's there can smudge or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, uh, holy water, whatever you do, right? 
Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we are not the ones that live here. If no. anybody truly, truly has the power to oust, you are the one that's living in this space. So it's up to you to say, I want you out of here right now. And I don't want you to come back and really mean it. Because then there's the other, and I don't know if you run across this, people that are kind of excited that they have a ghost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and it's like, it's not going to leave if you really want it to stay or because you think it's wow it's so interesting and um (laughs) i tell them you know what in my experience this usually even if you maybe if what your experience is not really dark or you know scary (laughs) usually down the road might be months might even be years something's gonna happen where it's gonna go south on you Mm -hmm. okay you're not going to be happy with the results. I tell them that all the time. Uh, and if no, whether it's us or anybody else comes in here and does stuff, but if one of you or all of you or somebody here is wishing or wanting or trying to contact or talk to this entity, guess what? It's not going to go anywhere. It might, you know, you might have things slow down maybe for a few days or a couple a week, mm-hmm. but it's not going anywhere because basically no. you're giving it permission to remain here. And uh, that's 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 why I found that a lot of people, uh, you know, when they do that, hey, I need you to come back thing, it's uh, more along the lines of, you know what, um, you have got to really mean it. And people, again, I've had investigations where they really don't in other words they call in a paranormal team really just to tell me hey can you get me their names can you tell me who it is it's a ghost yeah. right 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 well, who are they yeah. who are they <laughs> it's like mm. all right okay you know i know where this is going and i i i tell them i tell them um i give them the disclaimer i say look you know ultimately we're gonna do what you want like what mm-hmm. you know like what you mentioned before we're gonna what, what are your wishes do you want it to be gone do you want it, we're, mm-hmm. we're gonna do what you want because you live here my advice yeah. though is move this spirit on to go to the place where they're supposed to be this mm-hmm. is not the place for an entity that for some reason has lost their way whether by choice by accident it's not because eventually mm-hmm. being among humans that are alive there's going to be a, a moment of where it's going to get ugly and dark possibly because like yep. you said human totally beings get agree. frustrated yeah. um yeah, and then I've had we've had calls sometimes months afterwards. Oh no, you know what they tell you? It's okay, it's okay. Well, you know, it's a, and then yeah, sure enough, maybe a few months, maybe a year. Sometimes a little bit, they get in touch with you, and one of the, you know, they move out or they call you and say, well, you know what, things have ramped up, you mm-hmm. know, uh, now this is happening, and now we're seeing this or that, and it's like, oh okay, yeah, that's, is I I, I I'm not that. I know some investigators are very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're much more open about, okay, well, if if it's not dark and it's nobody's getting hurt, then it's okay. And I'm like, um, I'm not, I'm not in that. I I, I think, you know, if you really want to, how can I say, get rid of the problem before it gets worse, you know, like termites Mm -hmm. or like, like Mm -hmm. bug infestation, get rid of it while you can. And this is a human soul, by the way, this is one of the things I stress to people that get all excited about the ghost thing. 
especially if it's and we're talking here an intelligent haunting not a residual residual Mm -hmm. is like there's nothing really there i said look do you realize that this is a human soul who either because of a habit confusion uh fear they're trapped in a plane where this is meant only for people with human body you know with a living body Mm -hmm. can you imagine what that's like do you really would would you like that and, and, or if it's a loved one, would you really want that? Or sh- wouldn't you want them to move on to a place where, th- where they're supposed to be, not here, um, wanting to be or do things that they can't anymore? Yeah. You know, and... Uh, it's got to be so frustrating. Absolutely. Of course it is. <clears throat> and uh, I ask all my guests, but I want to ask you, have you ever had anything ever follow you home? Yes, not from an investigation. <clears throat> I worked at a hotel once where we had um, a little girl there, and we just named her Mary. Mm-hmm. And uh, she came home one time with me, and oh, okay. my son and I were sitting in the living room. My daughter's in the kitchen, and she kept saying, what? And, and my son and I are looking at each other, and we're like, what are you talking about? She says, you keep calling my name. I'm like, uh, no. So she was picking up on it. The little girl wanted to hang out with her, right? Okay. Or one time, we had a pretty long kitchen. My daughter and I were cooking, and... Um, she says, would you stop flicking my bra strap? <laughs> wow. And I looked at her. I said, I'm not doing anything. I said, I would have to move pretty fast for, to, right. to do that. And then she looked at me and I'm like, Mary's here. I just, I knew it. And I told her she needed to go back to the hotel. And she did. Now, isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's like, yes. thanks, but no, you're not welcome here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I don't get me wrong. I understand sometimes that that there are genuinely human spirits of children. I understand that. But I'm also very, very leery about stuff that sometimes pretends to be children. Yes. You know, that's how they 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 lure you in. Yes. Yes. It's Mm -hmm. like. That's like the Trojan horse because let's face it, mm-hmm. yep. most human beings are like uh, you want to protect a child. You feel sorry. Mm-hmm. It's a child. Oh my god. Uh, blah 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 blah, and then before you know it, yeah, uh huh. And, mm-hmm. and, and if you have something that's intelligent and dark, it's like okay, this is the perfect way to get an invite. And people sometimes don't realize that a lot of these things proceed after an invitation, even yep. though when you know, because a lot of people think of an invitation as in I invite you, like a formal invitation. And I think in a metaphysical sense, sometimes people don't realize that. That the invitation could be extended in a lot of different ways. You know. For sure. Uh, sometimes a lot of sympathy. Oh, well, you know, if you want, it's okay. And it's like, yeah. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, yeah, you have to have, especially as an investigator, you have to have really uh, tight boundaries. And um, another thing I found, Kat, and you tell me, I don't know if you've run across a situation. And sometimes people who eat go to an investigation whether it's a private residence or maybe even a historical place and mm-hmm. sometimes you have um you, you do kind of know who it is or maybe there's already been some type of research done and people sometimes tend to romanticize events about people uh you know or they kind of feel sorry for them and it's like don't do that you know mm-hmm. because you know because they think of it in the past like that oh that was so romantic or oh that was you know um, that was so, that was in the past. I was, and it's like, don't do that. You know, like, you know, you hear about some of these old hotels where 
uh, you know, they have prostitutions and suicides and, you know, uh, people getting shot and mm-hmm. really <laughs> violent stuff. And people tend to think that was, wow. And it's like, think about yeah. living like that, you know, now you, you wouldn't believe me. You would think, get me out of here. There's, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that those things, um, yeah, it's, it's safe when you're looking at it or reading about it, but the, the reality of living under those circumstances is mm-hmm. really heavy duty. Uh, and people tend to overlook it, uh, as far as when they do investigations, uh, just how dark sometimes, if not the actual entity, the atmosphere, you know, what we were talking about originally, Yes. how it impregnates the, the locations, walls. the walls, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, and if you, and you know, you'll have people sometimes that are sensitive that don't know they're sensitive, like almost like mm-hmm. what happened with you when you described that, that you had gone into the bathroom, not realizing what it was and that yeah. all of a sudden, and you'll have people go into these places and they'll just thinking, well, it's an old hotel or whatever, you know, and mm-hmm. not really think about the real history of what happened there a lot. And then they, they, they start acting weird. And I'm not talking here because they're getting jumped. They're just, or they become overcome or they, they just get really affected by the events, the emotions that happened over and over again in that place. And they don't know why. And they don't know why. They don't know why. And uh, let me ask what I, I've had, um, let me ask you something. Do you still, are you still working with that paranormal group or? or Yes. Yep. Yeah. We're, we're not as busy. Oh, we could be, but it's just every team members all like, I'm actually going back to school right now. Plus I'm working. Mm -hmm. I have the podcast, you know, um, and all the team members, it's just very difficult to get everybody together now. Yes. I know. But, uh, but we still, we still do them. Yes. Yes. I understand. I mean, I've been doing this for a really long time and a lot of people say, you know, I go, you, you wouldn't, you'd be surprised how many times I was the fill in for a warm body because Let's face it, you know, people have their lives, you know, their families, jobs, uh, and a lot of these members, sometimes they want to participate, but they couldn't, Mm -hmm. or something comes up at the last minute, and, um, you know, I would never, um, I would never suggest anybody to do an investigation by themselves. Oh, no. You know, ever. ever. Not just because of um, the paranormal, but it's just for... What if you walk in a hole and break an ankle and you're by yourself? Yes. You, you know, you're stuck there for hours at a time. Yes. It's just absolutely. safety reasons. Safety reasons. Um, just Gotta have a that lot buddy of, system. <laughs> yes. I tell them, you know, if something happens, you, you know, apologize and call it off, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. back out and say, look, sorry, I can't, you know, do it. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I filled in for a lot of people at the last minute um, because of that. And, uh, but yeah, uh, I think... It's, it's really, it's a fascinating field. It's just, and it's ex- really exciting when you actually have something legitimately happen. Mm-hmm. But if you're not prepared to go through cases or circumstances that are like, oh, I just want to just like lie down here and just go to sleep, yeah. or you're just almost tempted to doze, <laughs> you know, um, then it's not for you. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that, uh, go in there thinking they're going to be, you know, stuff is going to fly across the room. And it's like, you know, this is it. I've yeah. never seen that. That's it. <laughs> Still waiting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, we've, I've, I've had stuff where usually, you know, if we have 
we usually have like a little mini meeting afterwards like we'll drive to a nearby parking lot because we're not going to do this outside the the client's home mm-hmm. and yep. we do like and we, you know we're not gonna have a conversation about whatever experience if especially if the client's there so we usually will get together like hey you know at the parking lot of either the gas station somewhere close by let's just have like a real quick i mean we've had experiences where people have had i, I mean we've had stuff one lady stuff was moving around inside her car in the trunk um, oh wow there was another time that we were and it was like kind of late it was around like i want to say maybe after midnight 1 a.m and we were like in a corner gas station and the streets are deserted i mean it's like very quiet and we're just talking real quick like hey everything okay you know blah blah you know stuff chit chat 10 minutes mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're hearing somebody having like a, a conversation but you can't make out and you know, when you're like not paying attention. Yeah. And then you look around and they're like, Who, who's talking? And then you look <laughs> around and you realize there's nobody around. Who's having that conversation? You know, you, we've had experiences like that, which is, by the way, is why I sage my vehicle down very well yeah. before I leave. <laughs> you know, but yeah, you know, uh, stuff like that happens more often than people think because, number one, you were trying to communicate with them. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, more than likely, you have more than one sensitive among your group. Different degrees yeah. of it, but after you do this for a while, you, you become a sensitive, and not a downright, for sure. out, out and yep. out psychic, you know. So for an entity, uh, and you have a lot of what I call entities that really maybe are not part of that location, but are drawn in because it's like, you here you are trying to make communicate, so they're taking the opportunity yeah. to say, hey, hey, whatever, what's going on with them, so yeah. Like it, a moth to a flame. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. People, that's why sometimes uh, people sometimes will come across names or even EVPs and stuff that doesn't exactly coincide with who or what was expected. Mm-hmm. And I go, sometimes who comes across may have <clears throat> nothing whatsoever to do with either that family or that place. Uh, but they, they, were, they wanted to take the opportunity and basically muscle in. You know, like, you know, I, you remember that the that movie uh, that Whoopi Goldberg and Patrick Swayze, Ghost. Yes, yes. You know that part where, you know, all these, she's in there and all these different spirits are in there trying to muscle mm-hmm. their way forward, trying to, hey, I'm going to, jo- yeah. I don't want her to. <laughs> and I say some, that, believe it or not, that's not far from the reality of an, of entities that want to get somebody to a message or hey why doesn't anybody pay attention to me anymore yeah yeah so yeah it's 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 a it's a very interesting field and uh a lot of things it and despite the in a way in a good way i say the paranormal reality stuff is good because it's made it more mainstream bad because everybody thinks everything's paranormal yeah yeah. It irritates me too when I watch those shows. Well, I don't watch those shows anymore. Um, I just have a hard time with it. But um, they're, they're, they're entertainment. Yes. But the thing that irritates me the most is when the camera's on them and they say, did you see that? No, the camera was on you. Or, or they, <laughs> did you hear that? But then they play this real strong music. It's like, who can hear anything? All I heard yeah. was your music. Right. Did you hear that? Dun, 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 dun. You know, and you're like, what? Okay. Yeah. Or did you see it said hatchet? It's like, well, yeah, now, of course, when they repeat whatever it is, I want to hear hatchet because yeah. you just told me what I'm going to hear. I usually like to ask people, what did you hear? 
And yeah. I, because I don't want to put in their that's mind exactly. what I heard, and then they're going to say, yeah, that's what I heard too. No, no, no. What did you hear? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But they kind of don't do that. <laughs> yeah. They kind of like tell you, did you hear that? Yeah. What? And then they mouth out like it said, uh, 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 yeah, whatever. <laughs> and you're like, okay. <laughs> but not a, a, a good majority of the times, if there would have been no suggestion, you would have heard like, eh, eh, eh. And it'd be yeah. like, I can't, I, something, I don't, but I don't know what that's saying, but yeah. yeah, yeah or it yeah. sounded like a sneeze to me, I don't <laughs> <Exactly>. know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, Kat, I wanted to thank you so much. You have been a wonderful guest. You oh, thank you fantastic. so much. I enjoyed this. No, absolutely. I've enjoyed it tremendously. It's great to speak to another investigator. Uh, you know, that, like I said, this field is really fun especially when you go through the ups and downs of, you know, investigation, yeah. the real, the real stuff, the real investigations versus what yeah. you see on TV. Uh, and one of the things I tell people, you have to have a sense of humor about this work, because let's face it, you're talking oh. here and you're working with dead people. If you don't have a sense of humor, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say quickly, I think the thing that fascinates me the most of the paranormal is every culture has some kind of a paranormal experience. Yes. Everyone. Yes. Yes. And it just amazes me. Yes, and it's, you know, some of them, uh, it, 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 yes, and like you said, cultures, some of them handle it different ways. Some of them, like, mm -hmm. you, you can't speak of the dead at all. You can't even mention mm -hmm. their name because they fear that this will bring the family member, for example, back. Yep. And then others will, well, ancestor worship. Open arms. Yeah. yeah, ancestor yes. worship. Yep. Uh, and, uh, but, but overall, though, there's always... Um, I want to say, for lack of a better word, there's always a fear of ghosts, not spirits. When I say ghosts, a spirit, you know, versus a spirit that's ascended and is maybe coming back to visit versus a ghost. Most cultures have this fear of a ghost as in, in a restless spirit causing problems for the living. Mm -hmm. You know, that I see that across most cultures. They have some form of boy, I need help, like call in whatever, whoever. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just too coincidental, you know, for the for the skeptics out there that don't want to believe that there's anything that happens with humans after they die. Mm -hmm. I beg to differ. It's too many. There's Agreed. too long a history of, across different uh, civilizations, cultures, whatever you want to call it, that coincide on the same thing. Yeah, something's going on. Oh, absolutely. Something's mm -hmm. going on. Again, Kat, thank you so much, darling. It has been wonderful. And for my podcast listeners, if you want to repeat, what is the website for your podcast show? Oh, I don't know it offhand. Paranormal. Hey, uh, okay, I, I don't have Paranormal a Paranormal Heart. It's, uh, you can find it on uh, Podbean, YouTube, Stitcher. You know, you can Perfect. find me pretty much everywhere. Okay. All right. Yeah, I have it here. It's paranormalheart.podbean.com. But like yeah, I that's said, the before, main location. that's the main one. I will have a... Uh, link to that actual website on the on the credits of the show. Thank you. All right, darling. Take care. Thank you so much. Take care, love. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <whistles> so what did you think, guys? Isn't she nice? Real sweet lady. Real sweet lady. You know, um, and she's got her own podcast. And I love it. <clears throat> I love it when investigators that they, they they interview other people and they talk to other people and they 
what's the what's the word I'm looking for that they um, that they basically share experiences and ideas of good bad in between because I want to say I know this sounds like so kumbaya but they almost have a paranormal network family whatever you want to call it regardless of you know how you conduct your investigations or what your personal beliefs are in the afterlife or you know whatever um you know and, and it's almost like this is also how you learn you know before i've always said uh yes you can read books i urge you you can take a class you can watch shows whatever and i'm going to say the two main things that really truly teach you about the paranormal and handling investigations and just the reality like i said the logistics of it is field work field work field work field work and networking networking as and talking to other investigators about their experiences okay um this is how you really truly learn because there's a lot of people like i said you could read a lot of books but there's so much and like and this goes in all things in life and i'm not talking only paranormal there's nothing that replaces true life experience sometimes you're just never going to find that situation in a book you just don't um you know and hopefully either you run across it or you have a team member that's had that experience or in this case by extension if you don't have a big team you have somebody that says you know what i, <clears throat> I went on a case and this is what happened and this is what we did or don't do that because look what happened to us after we did that or i did that and hopefully you're the kind of person that learns from Hey, you know what? I and I I that I've used that innumerable times with people that I said I'm not going to do that because I remember this person telling me that this occurred. And you know what? Or that this is how they handled it. So, guess let me let me let me think about this a minute. In other words, uh you don't have you don't need a 2 by 4 to hit you across the head to go, "Oh, well, that's how you do that." And, I, and I'm going to stress this again. A lot of people that get into this work are always just thinking about the equipment. Oh, do I have this camera? Do I have that equipment? Do I have this detector? That's great. The camera, that's great. But there's a lot of stuff that goes into paranormal work that, one, you have to be fast on your feet. And I'm going to tell you why. You go to a place, unsafe neighborhood, something about where you're at uh or unsafe structure that you have to really think about what am i going to do how am i going to handle it something unexpected you know what if you go to a place and there's people there that you feel uh this is not good or just a lot of things can happen uh that you have to in other words okay it's like what do i do now yeah i planned it i've got all my my equipment packed very neatly and you know whatever but now what do i do or, and this has happened to me, you will go to an investigation and you've been speaking to one person, I'm gonna say, let's say um, one person who was gung-ho on the investigation was the one that contacted the team, the one that you spoke to, gave you the green light, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then when you get there, the other person, and let's say, I'm gonna say a, a husband, wife, whatever. 
and that other person is not on board with what's going on. Okay. Either they don't believe it or they do believe it, but they just don't want anybody there. They, 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 they just don't want anybody in their house. They don't want to explore it. They, in other words, for lack of a better word, sometimes it's the fear of making it even more real if they have a paranormal team tramping through their house because that's the way they see it. And then we'll actually give them proof that this other person that they're aware is actually, that there is something going on. So sometimes, I don't want to say hostile is the word, but you're not made to feel exactly welcome. Okay, that happens. That happens. You know, so these are things, practical things, that you need to know how to handle when you're there. And when I, that's why I mean fast on your feet, like, okay, I've got all my things that I, I need to be prepared, but now I just pulled in and I got off and I'm being introduced. I met the person that, I, my main contact person. And they're like, oh, and then you speak to the other person in the house or maybe the other adult. And they're giving you the stink eye. And you're like, what is up with this? Why is this person like looking so unhappy? And then later on, somehow or other, it comes out, this other person really doesn't want you there, doesn't believe it, just doesn't want the team, blah, blah, blah. They're very uncooperative. That really puts you in an uncomfortable position. And you could say, well, uh, then you know what, and then I'll just leave. Well, yeah, you could. I mean, if it's really excessive and you think that, but what if you've driven a distance? What if your team members have driven a distance to go to this investigation? To tell everybody, uh, let's turn around and let's just go back home. The, that happens. That happens. You know, I've had situations also where we've pulled up and sometimes it's two or three cars. Like I said, we don't like none of that van or something with the insignia. Like some most people don't want their neighbors to know that, you know, um, that they've got this going on. Whatever. Let's say two cars, maybe three, depends, pull up. And you've got the nosy neighbor who wants to know what's going on. And some of them will come out and ask, hey, who are you guys? Or they're, they're like being really friendly. And you're like, how do I handle this thing with this person? Because sometimes, believe it or not, they can be a good source sometimes for information, especially if they've lived in the neighborhood for a really long time. So you don't want to like cut them off at the knees, yeah, either. But at the same time, you could tell that either they're eyeing you from across the street, what's going on. If it's somebody that's really, really nosy, they might come up and go, hey, uh, what's going on? Is everything okay? You know, the concerned neighbor act. You know, that, and it's like, how do I handle this without getting this person upset? But I'm not about to divulge to them that we're here to investigate a paranormal case in this house. Just think about it. You know that in some states, depending in some jurisdictions, you're they have really uh, certain um, uh, laws in place concerning haunted houses and the sale of haunted houses and selling them. Okay, whether whether they have to disclose it outright, or you know, in some cases they don't. In some cases, they have to uh, disclose it only if they're directly asked. Everybody, they, but what if? 
this person that you're doing the investigation at some point says, you know what, I'm out of here. I want to sell this place and just get out of here. I, I, I just don't want to be here anymore for whatever reason. You know, so the last thing you ever really want to say is to a neighbor or anybody, yeah, we're a paranormal team and we're here investigating claims of uh, paranormal activity in this house. You can't do that. You know, it's confidentiality. And I've had that. I have had that. I've had neighbors like at concern, like, oh, is everything okay? It was, you know, like in your eye and you're trying to figure out why you, what's in that case you're bringing down? Like what, what's going on? You know, or they're across the street and they're watering their lawn, but they're like sizing up everything and everybody that's going on. You see? So, I mean, there's a lot of practical aspects in investigations where you have to know how to handle them. And this is how you learn field and networking speaking like we were to cat about different situations um and what's you know what happens when certain things happen so again guys i want to thank you so much for being part of my audience as you know you can go to miamighostchronicles.com for links to either the shows the podcasts uh, I also have links to all of my books. If you want to submit your story, whatever the case might be, your go-to place is going to be MiamiGhostChronicles.com. And that, of course, has links to uh, the True Believers, True Stories at SupernaturalStoryTime.com, uh, NightshadeDiary.com. And, you know, again, I'm always looking for good stories uh, the, that either you experienced firsthand or you heard about, whatever the case might be, just go to the Submit Your Story tab or email me at marlene at miamighostchronicles.com and we'll figure something out how you want to relate that story to me. Like I said, I'm believe me, I don't prejudge. Uh, it could be way out there. It could have been a one-time incident. It could just be something unusual. I would love to hear it. So again, guys, thank you so much for being part of my audience. You are all wonderful and take care till the next time. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by root metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network. Verizon. Best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks.